Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Jams Tea Podcast Record Club, where each week one of us recommends a record for everybody to review, and we review it. And this week, this week we have a, I think, a bit of a christening here. Uh, this is Morgan's recommended uh, record club this week. This is Michael Bolton's Soul Provider, and if memory serves not, correct, not I'm soul, sure this is- not soul provider, as in S O L E. Soul. It's, it's, soul. A, it's, a, it's a pun. I, it's a pun. Do you, it's very, you get very it clever. because he provides you the soul and he is the soul? Do you, do you get it? Do you yeah, get it? he wants to be your soul provider. <laughs> if you missed that part, you're fucked. Yeah. You missed. <laughs> you can't understand the, the music. You missed the first song. The, there's there's fucking it. there's layers to this shit, man. Like he he's what he's doing is rapping on a level that none of us can comprehend. If Michael Bolton so started Morgan. rapping on this album, <laughs> if Michael Bolton so Morgan, started rapping you? on this record, then I would bump it up one full star. That's Morgan. Why did you? That, that this says album? so much more about you than it does the record, but. uh Yes, it does. Uh, uh, does fucking. It, does it really? Whatever. It, it says that you're a little cracked, and I respect that. But yeah, yeah. Fucking you know. Michael Bolton is the voice of sanity here. Anyway, continue. Let's get on with this Michael Bolton shit. rapping is not. That's my point. <laughs> I've um, chosen this record because it's a, a pretty. Uh, it's it's an interesting curio of a particular place and time and uh, American radio specifically. Um, Todd in the Shadows has gone on for a, a respectable amount of time about this time in music history. Uh, if you want to know exactly what I'm talking about, I would point you towards his Worst Songs of 1991 video, <laughs> uh, which is just... I've watched the, the it so death, many times. Truly, the death knell year of AOR. Like, like that's that's where all of this fucking bullshit just finally collapsed. The, the era of Ryan Adams. Brian, Brian Adams. Brian Adams. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I thought I had a stroke, and we and time had just collapsed in on itself. <laughs> and Brian Adams put out a heartbreaker <laughs> in nineteen ninety one. Anyway. You yeah. Were saying. So, this is probably Michael Bolton's most well-known record, most acclaimed record, perhaps. Soul Provider, released in 1989, has what are you all doing? sorts of songs that uh, you've undoubtedly heard uh, from your mother or grandmother's CD collection. <laughs> uh, how am I supposed to live without you? the title track perhaps that thing that he did to georgia on my mind on here um, um i think you mean the thing that georgia on my mind did to him because from the sound of it it, it sounds like the song hurt him very deeply it sounds to me like it should have finished the fucking job oh, i we, we mustn't the, we mustn't forget the timeless how can we be lovers as well i mean true like, to me when i think about this record i mean that was the only song i knew consciously going into this record and um for better or worse uh, i think it is the most enduring uh thing that lingers in my memory when i think about this record now um i i, I don't 
know if it was a like particularly commercially successful song but I definitely know that I'd heard it somewhere before it had been a part of the fabric of my knowledge of AOR and adult contemporary rock music and um you know for better or worse here it is on 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 this album here's the thing I feel like in Morgan Morgan's picking this for a reason and I definitely think that it's about 80% to clown on because trust me, we will be clowning. But I do think that there is at least a couple of nuggets of enjoyability here. I think that there is, specifically when it comes to the guitar work, it might be overbearingly cheesy, but honestly, whenever a guitar solo shows up on this album, kind of kicks ass. Yeah. So, yeah, here's I mean, I'll throw that on the table. I mean, sure. <laughs> I guess. I mean, what do you mean? Sure. I mean, it sounds great. (laughs) It sounds like a guitar for sure. Um, (laughs) I didn't know they made them out of paper, but, um, but sure. All right. Look, 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 look. (laughs) listen, look, the thing about this record, it's not what one would call traditionally good. I, I think oh, the... Shut the fuck up. I think the uh, <laughs> definition of the words good and bad become sort of nebulous in the post-ironic world in which we must consume adult contemporary music at this point in time. It's impossible to listen to a Michael Bolton record without some level of yeah this is this is absurd however you react to that is obviously up in the air but i i will start by saying that let's start with how how can we be lovers for instance this song in particular i know every word to it i have belted (laughs) it out in the car multiple times there's a, a sort of uh, almost twisted joy that I get from how just ridiculously like Toto worshipy and not even like good <laughs> Toto. It's like it's like straight middle so of the road. So immediate too. Like the first lyric, he just sounds like he's standing in the booth just going, oh, go like just immediately like, he's a 10. Absolutely. And that is why it works. Works. You know what I'll say? I'm glad you mentioned Toto because it made me think about something else, which is that I reckon we are maybe two years max from Weezer making an adult contemporary record. Uh, And when they do, when they do, Morgan, you'll be glad that you made us do this now. Uh, yeah, I'm say. going to have a stroke. You know, <laughs> Stop I, I think on this, on this honestly, note of, like uh, that sounds refreshing at this point. I must say, going to you know, shit out my own spine. On, on this note of uh, kind of a different this, flavor, this this scene, what this reminded me a lot of, like, like just nebulous film track sound music like Huey Lewis and the news and shit like that it feels like the film you play before the end credits of like a like 
fucking cocktail or something or like like a fucking short circuit or something like it would have like a, a song playing or one the of the fucking pokemon or, or like lethal weapon three or something like um <laughs> just total cheesy dog shit yeah and, and you know what like because i grew up on like my dad would play movies from the late 80s early 90s like and not necessarily very good movies on like VHS and I would consume then and a lot of my early cinema cinema literature like the first Roman Polanski movie I saw was Death and the Maiden like um I grew up on these kinds of like really just made that up <laughs> these kinds of just like really sort of B movie like okay shit and the kind of adult contemporary music that you, that you hear here was very much like a fabric of this the sound palette that those the soundtracks of those movies existed within um, the difference is that often to make that music fit in a movie setting, it had to be just sort of instrumental or you certainly wouldn't be able to have someone like Michael Bolton on it. So it's a real experience to listen to a record that, you know, brings you back to those sounds and to that soundscape and has the most aggravating vo voice and all of popular music potentially <laughs> like and, and not just it's here this voice is here but so intense and so in your face and so absolutely sincere like just cloyingly sincere that that it, it completely overshadows anything else. I mean, we can talk about this record till we're blue in the face, but at the end of the day, we're going to keep coming back to the voice of Michael Bolton. Um, because... The Grammy winner himself. Yeah. Michael Bolton. No one remembers fucking Kenny G's solos on this thing. No one remembers fucking, I don't know. I mean, Jace already mentioned the guitar solos, which kind of puts a fucking bullet in, in my point here, but this is an album that's all about Michael Bolton, Mr. Bolton. This is the tale of, of Michael Captain Bolton. Jack Sparrow. Um, yeah, thank you there. Uh, yeah, unironically, the, the best Michael Bolton song. Submitted for the without question. Of the Midnight Society. Yeah, mm. yeah. The best Michael, <laughs> the, the three best Michael Bolton songs are uh, "Soul Provider," um, "Jack Sparrow" by The Lonely Island, and that Kid Cudi song "Bring Your Friends," where he like talks about fucking. Um, Cuddy for nine minutes. Those are the best uh, Michael Bolton songs. I'm, I'm going to starkly disagree and say that my least favorite song on this album by a considerable distance is actually Soul Provider. I it's, fucking hate I, this song, man. I, this is going to be such a good episode because I have, like, I, I cannot wrap my mind around that. That is easy top three for me. Like, I mean, it's it's quite comfortably my favorite thing here, but I I also I'm not gonna try and guess like Jake by saying that like it's 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 like leagues and, and miles above everything else. It just is oh, no fairly Christ. comfortably my favorite. Like, like this is this is what I'm saying though. We are so into the minutia on Michael oh. fucking Bolton's soul fucking provider at this point that we're arguing over the merits of the title track. Well, and the thing is like- Welcome if, to the Jams if, if and podcast. The, if it were the last song on the record instead of the first song, maybe I would feel differently. I can't deny that potentially fatigue plays into how I feel. Certainly my feelings on the final stretch of songs of this record just really blur together into this inane blob of whatever. 
Um, yeah. But yeah. but I I do I I when when I I put this on for the first time, I mean, incredible that I listened to this more than once, and and I listened to Soul Provider. I was like, okay, this to me feels like it's emblematic of the attachment that people have to this era of, of the kind of rose tinted haze that maybe some older people think of this style of music when they kind of reminisce on it. And so I kind of got it there. I kind of got the kitsch, very kitschy, admittedly, appeal there. And then Georgia. It's a really, it's a really staggering bit of sequencing, isn't it? It's pretty great. I mean, it's, it's, it's really just. You cannot allow yourself to have a neck so... when you sing it. Because he sounds like he has no neck. I don't know how that affects one's like voice. He has but... half of a dinner roll in his mouth and he's trying <laughs> to force all of the sound out of it. Oh, no. Like a chubby bunny. Oh, what a. What a what a shit show! Oh, I yeah. So I I, I was going to talk about how can we be lovers for a second, uh, mm. which is yes, easily well, not easily even I don't know it doesn't words don't mean anything. It's it, it's my favorite song on this album. Um, I fucking hate it, man. It's so bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing bad. is that that's the thing about it. Is that it is oh, may, maybe the, the thing on the album that commits the most to just maximal sincerity in arguably <laughs> the worst imaginable fashion. <laughs> He's weeping now. It's ha- yeah. I'll give you that, Morgan, because it's it's memorable, and and you do have a lot of songs on here, and I would say. <laughs> more than is necessary even for the goal of this kind of record you have hiroshima was memorable (laughs) you have too many ballads on this album way too many fucking ballads and i get that's part of the thing the whole shtick is the balladeer ballad ballad the singing the ballad thing but it could have been like three less ballads, four maybe. Like just make you no, know, don't make the whole album. How about that? <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, if you, we're here and we have to. If there's no gun that no, exists, I know, like I know. you need to. I mean, <clears throat> just to touch back for a second because it was it was briefly alluded to. Why in the holy? fuck is georgia on my mind the second song on this album i mean obviously why is it here but what the fuck yeah i was gonna say it's such an exhausting listen it should be the penultimate it's got penultimate track written all over it to me and yet here it is like assaulting your ears and another one of the like really assaultive qualities of this record are or let's just so we have the word love in four song titles on here. Four out of the ten songs. Four out of the ten songs, and they are all like within close proximity of each oh. other. Song five, how can we be lovers? You won't know my love. Song six, uh, song nine, love cuts deep. Song ten, stand up for love. It's just song ballad, four. How ballad, am I supposed to ballad. love with that? Wait, live wait, without no. you. <laughs> But yeah, it might as well fucking be the. I mean, no, yeah. it, it might what as would, well. 
you know what i'll say the worst thing the worst thing like the the most damning thing i can say for this record is that despite the fact that i hate michael bolton's voice so much (laughs) fucking hate it despite that somehow the second my second least favorite song on here somehow managed to be the song where he's not even the only one singing on it which is the song from now on (laughs) which i and i get it like it's not like oh wow this immediately leaps out at you as a particularly terrible song but i just maybe it was something about having another voice on the song that kind of made you made, made me conscious of 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 the fact that this isn't all there is, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like Michael Bolton isn't all there is, and it's just that <laughs> reminder. I think uh, on some it becomes level, your world while you listen to this album. On some level, just that rem- remembering that, that 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 you know, there's more to life than this. Thank you, Bjork. Um, remembering <laughs> that maybe on some level made me more conscious and like gave me a moment of, of awareness of what the fuck I was doing and, and 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 I maybe being particularly harsh on the song for that but fuck me that's such an annoying song I, I can't stand it <sighs> it's a hundred percent at the at the low light of the record too it's like the it's like the the second act low point of the record. I, I I'm somewhat um emboldened here by the fact that it is the lowest rated song on the album on Rate Your Music. Um, follow Michael Bolton's audience. Follow, <laughs> followed by followed by Stand Up for Love, and then a third place tie between Love Cuts Deep, When I'm Back on My Feet Again, and Georgia on My Mind. So, oh my gosh, the yeah. the final three songs on this album i i think again like as riley pointed out it could account for fatigue but i really think there's a substantial drop like yeah i say substantial but it's just like these three are just like it's like none of the possible appeal that an album like this can have with a person is even in these three songs it's just like it's just kind of bare which kind of leaves me to get nothing out of that which we're and i tried because you know, I think Michael Bolton might be the reason I thought I hated jazz as a child, because I used to hear this music in one form or another throughout my childhood at like various like older restaurants and places. And I just I just remember associating music that sounds like this, the saxophones and and whatever the hell the I can't explain to you because it's not like a bad sound, but like the the little chiming sounds that are on the the title track, like in the background here, I hate them. I hate them so much. Whenever they happen, I'm just kind of like, why is why do I feel sickly each time I hear one of those little chiming noises? It just feels so like. I just feel like I'm about to walk in on somebody with like a half buttoned up shirt and a bunch of roses they bought at Walmart and like some kind of like just expensive brouhaha and they're about to like proclaim their love for me or something and I'm about to tell them I, I'm sorry I don't I don't feel the same way can you please leave I need to get to my car I, I, th- there's just something about this music that makes me feel like a like a child and, and like 
it makes me it, it is makes me associate it with waiting like waiting rooms and like waiting to eat somewhere or like and i just immediately feel an instant pang of just like i don't but i'm it's been like 15 years since i was a kid i don't have to do this anymore i i just i just please get please get me out of here please michael bolton's voice it, it can't hurt me anymore please stop mm. And it just it just transports me to a place, and I think that's why I I don't like Soul Provider as much as I do is because that's the song that makes me think of music like this the most, and the other songs just kind of only make me think of it like a little bit. Even though I kind of I kind of like um uh uh it's only my heart, honestly. Yeah, that's probably I, the third. I, no, that song on the that record. I think is the one song where the ridiculousness of the record kind of works Mm. because it's so over the top the synthesizers are so fucking corny i'm kind of in the moment yeah i agree yeah totally i mean it's a michael bolton song so we're not talking about fine art here but it's something it's like i'm so curious to me because like that's exactly like that's exactly how I feel about how can we be lovers and it's only my heart. I feel the same way about them, but that there's such a disconnect in how one can feel. Yeah, it's bro. I mean, curious. Well, the thought I had listening to it again this morning, is this how I'm a social experiment? I think it might be, honestly, I feel like this is the most pure and raw we've ever reacted to an album before. We're so lost in irony that we can only react with our knee jerk, like most like lizard brain reactions to this sound. Michael Bolton is a side. Alan Parsons social experiment. Well, it's so funny because like it's so as far as these things go, it's like so inoffensive. But anyway, new tangent, just on the note of how can we be lovers? I thought I had listening to that this morning was like, um, it's like if Bon Jovi tried to do a Bruce Springsteen song. Like, <laughs> like that's the vibe New to Jersey me. quaking. Like, I know, like, I know that, uh, I know he's obviously white, but like, it's like a gentrified Springsteen somehow. Like, if that's even possible. Um, <laughs> and, and, mean, and Bruce Springsteen, Springsteen at least has like sunburns. I I don't believe Bon Jovi has seen anything. Gentrified Springsteen is just Jack Antonoff, for the record. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, or like millennial Springsteen, but like Bolton is is um, it's like Springsteen is like you know the liberal ideal of the American dream. I guess, and and Bolton is like, fuck, I don't know. Very white for white people. I don't even know what Bolton is in that like frame of reference. Yeah. And he's like, he's like Marge Simpson's fantasy. He he makes music that makes me think of that song that it might be Brian Adams the the, the, the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves yep. soundtrack. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what it makes. That's, that's, that's exactly what it makes me think of. And um, I, I think sucks. I think oh. this is a good Everything note to talk about. I do. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, I might. I will Brian give. Adams I will give him this. He is not as bad as Brian Adams. Yeah. Um, Nowhere yeah. near. I'm sure we just killed someone with that. Um, <laughs> well, I was going to well, say, 
Uh, Maybe they had a common comment. On the note of um, whatever the fuck I was saying before, we should talk about the, the sex appeal aspect of Michael Bolton. Like, like, and I know we're all retching a little bit internally as I say that, but like, there's a reason this man sold so many records. And also when you look at his record covers and I've spent a, a mentally ill amount of time looking at his record covers in the last couple of days, you see that the selling point that, that Bolton is kind of pitched on is his sex appeal to a particular demographic being like- Fucking under, looking like a yassified Weird Al Yankovic. The, the demographic being like, like um, unsexed middle-aged mothers um, with workaholic wine husbands. Moms. Uh, wine moms, yeah, exactly. And like, um, he, he's like, he's-, he's This like, album makes me think of wine coolers. He's mm. like um he's like a like the the fucking Californian 80s porn star Yanni. Uh if that those reference points make sense to anyone other than me. That's not, God, That's... not Yanni. Uh, <laughs> so he, he does give off these really heavy like and that makes you think about and reflect on a particular time when you know, at least within the cultural discourse, what this man was like a, a physical ideal. Um, was was something that the majority you may of, not like it but this is the peak of the male physical form the it's majority of of, of white women like the majority of women who had any kind of like say or i guess any kind of cultural cachet um this was this was hot that my point is Michael Bolton did not sell a lot of records just because of his voice. If he did, if God help me what that would say, but Michael Bolton was a figure who had an appeal, who was sellable. He was kind of like, um, you know, the late eighties, early nineties equivalent of Rod Stewart in that sense. Like he, he had this kind of marketable sex appeal to a particular demographic. And what's interesting is seeing the way in which those sorts of things remain constant, like having this sort of like, uh, you know, uh, hyper-masculine, hunky, but also like kind of pasty uh, figure who would be this kind of sex symbol for, you know, adult women and seeing how that remains kind of constant from like the 60s, 70s through the 90s and, and onwards. But what changes is like the style of art that that is packaged that's packaged around that and the sort of music that's packaged around that and you can see i think and forgive me here you can see i think the effect of the reagan era on how <laughs> that how art was packaged alongside because that kind of that style of man that was commercialized and pushed by the record industry stayed the same but the art became i think more infiltrated by uh, the neoliberal progression of the 80s and, and the, the, you know, the halcyon days of the freedom of the 60s and 70s and sort of the post-Vietnam War, late Cold War era kind of fading away and this hyper-capitalist sort of, you know, um, institutions, you know, instituting themselves. And that is why you get the sort of shit you got in the late 80s. And it wouldn't be until, you know, grunge took over in the early 90s where that took over the pop popular music consciousness that you would actually get a proper rebellion against this kind of plasticky, commercialist, very um, fake music. And so 
So Provider sits at an interesting juncture in like the history of popular media in terms of music because it's just before that sort of thing gets fucking stoned to death for the last time. But it's also significantly after it's had like I think it's real peak in popular culture and you're you're getting a kind of you're here in an era where AOR has kind of declined a little bit. We don't bands like Journey and fucking Boston and, and Toto or whatever aren't as big as they were. And so in their place are these sort of figures, these less bands, but these individual figures like, like Michael Bolton. And um, I think it's like a, the, the most interesting thing I can find to say about this uh, is that it's like a peek into a very narrow window of pop culture history where we were just fucking waiting for something interesting to happen. And this was all that we had. I, I hate to say it, but like to, to lend what you're saying some credence, I mean, it's like it's like the Beatles when they popped up and it's like they were selling an idea of masculinity to, you know, teenage girls that was safer than what they've been provided with before. It's the, you know, the waves of counter and then of culture and counterculture. They sort of ebb and flow of being like the ideal marketable, um, you know, basically just commodifying what is the most broadly appealing sexuality thing because I mean like you're right with Michael Bolton the entire like shtick is like you're, he's selling himself the experience it's why all the songs say love it's why all of them are about like him it's like again it's like trying to out in the rain and he's like shirtless and he's got the fucking like say anything radio and he's playing one of the songs for you or something it's that kind of like idealized thing and it's it's just it 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 like crystallizes at really certain like points in in history like right before the turn of the tide where the most extreme form of a particular kind of mass marketability exists and then you get this I guess. It's, it's, the, it's the kind of like i can't think of a good word for this but it's kind of like the plastification plasticification of billy joel it's like taking these kind of this yeah, idea oh, of this yeah, super yeah, yeah. wide appeal individual male singer songwriter who is very much like in touch with a sort of sensual side and a romantic aspect that he kind of uh carries with him or at least that people perceive in him and then in 1989 the the cheapness of how that is like become packaged is, is represented by uh, Michael Bolton's sole provider. I mean, you want to, an interesting case study, I think would be to compare this like on a really molecular level with an album like The Stranger, for instance. And you can see how these two records from a commercial standpoint and from like marketability are actually doing fairly similar things, but because they come from a, such a different place artistically and um, in terms of like what was commercially viable in that landscape and, and also just the atmosphere of the America that they existed in, then you see, you know, how that sort of thing has shifted. I don't know where how I managed to pull that shit out of my ass. Is but... like an explicitly working class album, and this is an album that's just about love and fluff and excess and all that. Like you hear these songs, and you instantly see like a sepia toned music video that played on MTV that had like a really fuzzy looking aesthetic, and like you know Michael Bolton standing there like like wind from a fan blowing through his hair, looking out a window with his arm like this and then looking into the camera. Like it's it's so vivid in your mind. I, I mm. guarantee you there's at least two music videos mm. that look exactly like that from this mm. album. Prove Bolton, me wrong, naysayers. 
a Michael Bolton music video is what I'd imagine you would see on the TV in like a horror movie where like a family are being massacred. Like, like, <laughs> like, or you just like the aftermath, you just see like these bodies just scattered throughout the house. It's, and then just there's a TV in the background that's playing like, uh, how can we be lovers? Better yet, it's maybe a, just a dentist. So I think I just had a mass murder fantasy while listening to this album. I think that's all that is. It's 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 the soap opera that plays during Twin Peaks. Oh my god! Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I just yeah, I just, oh, just want to yeah, point out. I just want to point out that I feel like record clubs on this podcast have two modes. Uh, one is this particular Reagan era diatribe, and. <laughs> The other is the Mr. Bungle Reagan era diatribe. There's like, is it well, it's either whatever. Bush or Reagan, you know? Yeah. Reagan and yeah, Bush, like, Reagan and Bush. They, oh, I mean, you want to think about it like in terms of like world leaders that had an impact on popular culture. I mean, there's not there's, even on popular culture, two political figures who had the most influence on mediocre music. It's like, I mean, that's why, like, like Michael, Michael Bolton's discography is like off camera in the Patrick Bateman, American Psycho, Huey Lewis in the News speech scene. Like, if you just pan over a little bit, he's got all of those CDs there too. Well, this is the thing. The only reason Brett Easton Ellis doesn't have a chapter in American Psycho where Bateman talks about how great Michael Bolton is, is he probably thought that was just a bit too on the nose. (laughs) This is the thing, like, because it's so exactly that. Brett Easton Ellis also strikes me as the type of person that'd be like, eh, that sounds kind of fake. Yeah, he doesn't really strike me as the kind of person who has much sense for what might be on the nose or not. Anyway, <laughs> it's like, uh, hey, what's uh, what's on the nose? Let me uh, let me figure out what's on the on the nose. <laughs> Gosh, I can't think of any. <clears throat> yeah, can't think of any. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. August, I feel like you haven't really had a chance to go off on on Michael Bolton and adult contemporary music. So I'd love to hear a little bit more from you about what what the kind of feelings that this music evokes in you and what the experience was of listening to this album. I I don't want to hear any more out of August. He just blew his nose into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) That gave uh... me the spins. (laughs) No, it popped my ears, so I, I can hardly hear. Anyways, oh, cool. Mr. Bolton, uh, I think it's hard now not to associate Michael Bolton with the Bill Hicks's sketches on him because he was <laughs> a, a prime target. He won a Grammy, Bill. Isn't he so great? I mean... <laughs> Jesus, that sounds like him. <laughs> Michael, but Michael Bolton, I mean, it, I think you guys have done a good job at describing like, maybe even what this music does well, is that it's so evocative of just this very particular era, this very particularly like soppy, sweat, rain drenched man is this just very mediocre man. I mean, this is this is an album strictly and wholly about mediocrity and not being able to overcome it. This album and music makes me think of the TV show Friends. Uh, oh boy, I mean, it's not even uh, like like you it's know, like it's like fucking um, I don't know. Journey is Friends, and this is like Joey, like the spin the spinoff <laughs> yeah. of Friends. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, everyone's favorite spinoff. I I just want to point out that like when Riley said if you looked at Michael Bolton's album covers, it's basically exactly what you expect, and they're all just basically like him. Like they all look like Tim Heidecker parody albums, and some of the names for them like <laughs> only a woman like you, Bolton swings Sinatra till the end. Oh no. Now one world, Find one love. Ain't no mountain high enough. <laughs> a tribute to Hitsville. <laughs> a symphony of hits. Songs of cinema. <laughs> Songs of cinema is a great one. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, but Symphony of oh, Hits Michael with a Bolton. 2.47 rate your music he rating. Looks like, he looks like fucking Joe Biden on the Songs of Cinema cover. <laughs> Leave Frank alone, Michael. Oh my the first god. Song on here is said I loved you dot 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 but I lied. The 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 closing track on Songs of Cinema is Jack Sparrow parentheses ballad. I, I think the weirdest bit about this all, the weirdest fact about this all is that Michael Bolton has an IQ of 165. Are you fucking serious? Absolutely. <laughs> Is he like in Mensa with Steve Martin? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh, my, my secret passion, oh, the Arias. So that tells me a lot. This motherfucker has always known what he's doing. Okay. No, I'm fucking <laughs> making that up, by the way. Oh. <laughs> But like, that's the kind of stupid bullshit that could be true. I would have 100%, I would have taken that shit to my grave. I would have been 65 and I'd be like, you know what, Johnny? Did you know that Michael Bolton has an 165? Let's get you to bed, Grandpa. But I, I just, th this is like, so not even, like, th this has nothing to do with anything, but on the, the Rate Your Music page for the album, A Symphony of Hits, there's like 24 people who've rated this album. One of them has given it five stars and has rated every track. And the only song that is not rated at five stars is Soul Provider. <laughs> Which is like... Understand what? have a nice day. I, I, I love... Um, <laughs> I, you could probably pick any Bolton album to do this with, but I just happened to open up the one Vintage, which has song titles including... The very thought of you. A kiss to build a dream on. Daddy's little girl. No, no. And no, my, no. my favorite one, what are you doing the rest of your life? <laughs> All right, here, here's some, some good ones from uh, The One Thing. Uh, soul of my soul. <laughs> ain't got nothing if you ain't got love. Never get enough of your love in my arms oh. of love. <laughs> Those are all right after each other, by the way, in the track list. I mean, like, he's got to know, right? Shit, maybe I wasn't making a joke. I love that. I love that um, his real name, and which he used on his first two albums, is actually Michael Bolotin. Bolotin. What? You look at his first two records and his like uh, real name is Michael Bolotin. 
and obviously he decided that wasn't oh. very marketable and he changed it to Michael Bolton. So I don't know. We're we're really like sh- trying to shoot at fish in a barrel here to find something interesting. I mean, to um, be fair, Kenny G's real last name is Kenny Gorlick. Oh no. Let's that, do yeah. our let's do our we can wrap this up whenever. Yeah. Let's let's I think we've we've really expended yeah. all of our energy. Let's do our favorite tracks and ratings for Michael Bolton's sole provider. Jake, why don't you lead us off? <laughs> um, sentence I never thought I would ever say in my life. My three favorite tracks on Michael Bolton's sole provider are It's Only My Heart, You Wouldn't Know Love, and When I'm Back on My Feet Again. My least favorite is Soul Provider um, 4.5. Oh, my favorite song is It's Only My Heart. My three least favorites are uh, From Now On, Georgia On My Mind, You Wouldn't Know Love, I guess. Fuck, it's, I, it's like a three. Oh, fuck. Michael Bolton's gotten me. I'm dead now. Oh, no. Come back. Hey, when that happens. Uh, Michael yeah. Bolton pay for August Carr. <laughs> Please. <laughs> do us a do us a solid, Michael. Do Logan, us a solid, uh, Mike. This is the first discussion of you in like release, 20 years. Release the August charity album. <laughs> We're gonna make you fucking famous again, Michael Bolton. <laughs> I, I I do not like the way you said that. So, that. that is so that threatening. Was very seductive. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded it's... like you were going to fuck and then kill my <laughs> I'm glad I mean it to sound threatening. Speaking of American Psycho, um, <laughs> uh, I will say my three favorites are How Can We Be Lovers, Title Track, and only my heart and for least favorite is absolutely georgia on my mind i i i will give this a a i'm caught between a five and a half and a six i'll probably give it a five and a half 5.75 yeah my favorite song is uh that little snort that august did into the microphone uh, my least favorite song is How Can We Be Lovers? And I'm going to give this a three. Which means that Michael Bolton's sole provider has an average rating of 4.0. Which at some point during this review, I just like tore the shit out of my hand. Michael Bolton, what the fuck did you do to me? Looks like mm. someone bit me. Mm. Ow. We gave this album a higher rating than Welcome to Diverse City, which... I get, but also feels wrong to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we it, also, it, it ain't, we, it ain't I, no catch of I also gave it a higher rating than Smash Mouth's Astro Lounge, which is also feels wrong to me. I don't know. Uh, that that one I, I can I like can, that's I, yeah. That's right. I just I don't I don't know why we're I don't know I don't know why. I don't all right, let us know at home what do you think of Michael Bolton. 
Bolton's soul pro- or what your relationship is with the music of Michael Bolton at all if you've listened to it if you haven't listened to any Michael Bolton and you're watching us you're a fucking saint don't start now do a leaper yeah there we go uh, but yeah leave us a comment hit us a like do a peep subscribe to Sorry. the channel um if you're listening on apple or spotify head on over to the youtube page hit the like there let us know what you think subscribe to the channel listen to our other episodes and be a good human being and don't 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 listen to michael bolton it's bad as always folks uh rock over london rock on chicago bounty the quicker picker upper <laughs>